Just quickly before we get started, I wanted to let you know about a free ebook I wrote a little while back called Engineering Leadership 101 Practical Insights for Becoming a Leader at Any Stage. It shows you how to grow as a leader no matter where you are in your career, the important differences between management and leadership, and it dispels some of the common myths engineers have about leadership. And like I said, it's free. So if you're interested, you can go ahead and download your copy at engineeringandleadership.com slash leadership 101. That's engineeringandleadership.com slash leadership, the number 101. For engineers who want to share lessons from the past, this is the Engineering and Leadership Podcast. Sweet here, and welcome to episode 16 of the Engineering and Leadership Podcast, the show dedicated to helping engineers thrive. Today, we discuss the power of feedback, how it helps people grow, and how to give excellent feedback as an engineering leader. Hey, everyone, Pat Sweet here after a short repose. A little bit of a break in the podcast. October was a very, very busy time. Um, so uh, very excited to be back. Very happy to be here behind the mic. A couple things happened in October. One, uh, I ran my first iteration of the Productivity Pyramid course, which was an awful lot of fun. I had a really good group of students. Uh, they learned a lot, I think, and certainly I learned a lot from them as well. There was really good discussion. Uh, it was a heck of a lot of fun. So to to anyone who joined me on that course, thank you so, so much. That was an absolute blast. And October also had uh, uh, had me busy with a bit of a uh, consulting engagement as well. So lots and lots on the go. So unfortunately, that meant the, uh, the podcast had to take a back seat for a little while. But we're back. Here I am and very, very excited. Like I said, planning on uh, getting back into weekly episodes for the foreseeable future, at least until Christmas. So I'm really looking forward to that. As always, if you ever have any questions or ideas about the podcast or, or topics or guests you'd like to hear, uh, do do hit me up. I always love hearing from the audience. Um, with that, let's uh, let's dive in and talk about feedback. We've probably all been in situations where we knew we needed to give someone some feedback. Maybe it's part of your job as a leader, or maybe you just noticed something that someone did or said that you just knew deep down that you needed to talk to them about that. Maybe it was good, maybe not so good. Whether positive or negative, and whether you're giving feedback or getting feedback, feedback interactions can be awkward. It can be hard to know what to say or how to say it and how to make sure that the feedback you give actually sticks and results in some sort of positive change. And that's because most of us never learn how to approach conversations like this. Unfortunately, what this means is that feedback generally is poorly done, or or even worse, not done at all. Today's guest, Pam Scott, knows just about everything there is to know about giving feedback. As the founder of MentorLoft, she has spent over 20 years coaching CEOs, executives, next-generation leaders, and young professionals on topics like giving feedback, as well as general communication skills, managing and leading others, business smarts, and emotional intelligence. So I'm very, very happy to be welcoming Pam on the podcast today. Here's my conversation with Pam. 
Pam, thank you so very much for joining me on the Engineering Leadership Podcast. I really appreciate you being here with me today. Thanks so much. Um, I'm sure we'll have some good conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, As we already know, we're here to talk about feedback today. And uh, I'd like you to, just before we really dig into things, to set the scene and and explain what what you mean when, when we talk about feedback. I encourage people to think about their children, if they have them, or dogs that you're trying to train to do things right. And um, here's the way to learn and grow when we're trying to train our kids to do things or train dogs. And that's what feedback really is, is it's a process to help people grow. And we all benefit from going through that experience. Right, absolutely. So um, I, I think I think it's a good analogy because you know it's obvious that you know kids need to grow when you when you get a dog. For those of you who are dog owners, they absolutely <laughs> need to grow, or else you won't be a very happy dog owner. Um, right. How does that how does that translate into the professional world? What why is growth so important uh, for for folks like me for engineers? The growth is important because first off, we're facing a massive skill shortage, a massive shortage of people who can do their work and do it really well. And that's part of the, partly because of the differences in the generations. The boomers were huge. The Gen Xers, the group that's primarily moving into leadership roles, and then millennials are huge. The Gen Xers are a very narrow, if you think of a hourglass, the Gen Xers are the, the narrow part of the hourglass. So what happens is we've got a lot of people who have to grow and grow fast, particularly the millennials are being asked to step up, step up and take on future leader roles to move into leadership positions before they're really ready. So we have to be able to give them good feedback, help them grow and grow rapidly because we need to get them into leadership positions. One of the clients I work with, I was brought in because they were going through the transition with the CEO leaving and um, a new CEO coming in and they didn't have their next generation of leaders prepared to step into the roles and run the company. So the benefit of doing the feedback and doing it right is that we keep that continuous growth going, continuous learning. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think many of the people who listen to this podcast and probably look around their, their offices, no matter what, industry they're in, no matter where they live, where they work, and and see that, and see that hourglass shape in, in, in terms of the, the the makeup of the folks in their office. And what's what's shocking to me is that it, it seems as though many companies, they either don't see it coming, or they, they do see it coming, but don't know how to, how to deal with it, right? And I think, I think that's what you're getting at here is, is, uh, delivering feedback is is part of that. Why why is it so hard for for people to to deliver feedback? I think it's primarily because they were never given good feedback themselves. It's like it's a self perpetuating myth that giving feedback you know is easy and it's not. It takes time and which nobody has enough of, and it takes some effort. And so if you've never had someone give you feedback in a good way, then you just learned from whatever manager did his deed to you in terms of, you know, going, oh, well, yeah, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. And next time do it this way. 
And that's not, that's not effective. That's not really helping anyone grow. Right. I've read, I've read on your website, um, that you're not, you're not a fan of what you call the, uh, the sandwich method. Um, and you're also not a fan of kind of the, the, the standard big business annual review process. Let, let's, let's dig into that a little bit because I think you're, okay. you're, 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 we're talking about this here is bad feedback. Um, I always thought of the sandwich method as being good feedback. So I, I learned a little something. What, maybe you could tell us what, what is the sandwich method and why, um, why isn't it such a good way to, to frame feedback? Sure. The sandwich method is sitting down with an employee, manager of an employee, and the manager starts off saying, hey, these are the good things that you've done. You know, they're trying to soft pedal the uh, intro before they get into the, the what you did wrong. And then they close it out with um, some more good stuff. This is a technique that uh, is promoted by Toastmasters, and I swear up and down by Toastmasters. I love them. But the reality is that we remember, this is kind of confusing, we remember first what we heard last. So in the sandwich method, we remember the nice things they said at the end. Mm -hmm. The good thing we remember is what we heard first, which in the sandwich method is the nice things they said at the beginning of the feedback session. We completely miss everything in between. So in using the sandwich method, the employee doesn't really retain what it is that the manager wanted him him or her to get because it's been wrapped in this nice wrapping and it's not focused enough. I think that's part of my problem with it. It's not focused enough. Right. So, so there's an attempt being made to deliver feedback, but it's wrapped up in such, you know, cushy, soft language and compliments that the, the actual crux of the message gets lost. That's exactly right. You said that very well. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> awesome. It's, it's, um, it's, so let's be nice. You know, I don't want to hurt this person's feeling. Well, there's hurt feelings and then there's, are they going to learn from it? And a lot of times with the sandwich method, they don't learn from it. Mm-hmm. So uh, you, you mentioned something interesting. I, I, I think that's probably, probably many of us in leadership and management roles know in our heart of hearts when someone needs to be told something that is probably going to be uncomfortable to hear, right? You, you, it's easy to see where people are, making mistakes or need to develop or need to grow. But there's that fear that you're going to damage the relationship. There's that fear that you're going to upset someone. And I think a lot of us are, are, are uh, uncomfortable with any degree of conflict. What, what would you say to people in that position where they, they know they've got to deliver something, but they're just uncomfortable with it? That's part of their job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a manager's job is to grow his employee, his or her employees, sorry, and work so much with engineers and they're still predominantly a male profession. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's the manager's job to help the employee grow. And that means sometimes you have to take on some dirty work. And it's it can be learned and you can learn methods for delivering feedback that are not as confrontational, that are more conversational. And one of the most important parts of that is learning to ask good questions. 
All right. So why don't we get into that? Because I, I think we've we've established some some ways not to do it, right? We know we it's our job to deliver feedback. We know that the sandwich method is is not good. What what would you recommend um, as a as as a better approach, as something that that people could you know take away from this from this interview and and try and implement in their in their day to day life here? The thing that I found that works best is asking questions for the manager to be asking questions of the employee. The employee, in all likelihood, probably knows that there's something screwed up, um, but doesn't know what to do about it. And if the manager sits down and asks, how do you think that project went? That gives the employee an opportunity to go, well, I think it went really well, except over here. And it's almost like the employee is introducing the problem so that they can have a conversation about how it could be done differently next time. And again, that's also that those are questions. So if the employee says, well, I really, I didn't do as good a job on section A as I think I should have, then that gives the manager the opportunity to say, okay, so let's say you get a do-over. What would you do differently? And that helps the employee think and critical thinking skills are something that are required um, in businesses. And it's something I'm finding that a lot of people really don't know how to do. So asking good questions such as, what would you do differently if you could do it again, is a really good technique for getting employees to think. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and and this is something that I, I've, I've definitely heard myself is, you know, having it be a... a um, an exploration as opposed to an inquisition, <laughs> right? Ooh, ooh. right? The, the, we'll the, steal the, that one. <laughs> by all means, by all means. <laughs> but, but, but I think, I think that frame of mind where you go into it, understanding that the idea is that you are, you are there to help someone grow as opposed to, you know, grill them and figure out what all they messed up. That, that sets a very different tone. Um, yeah. Now, what what would you what would you say to the person in the situation where where the employee really really doesn't appreciate that that there's a problem, right? If you say, um, you know, how how do you think the project went, and their honest opinion is, well, it was it was perfect. I, I led a flawless project. How, how do you how do you overcome that or broach the fact that maybe other people see it a little bit differently? I think as the manager, you would want to say, you know, part of the reason we're having this conversation is for me to help you grow and learn. And putting it that way so that when, if the employee comes back and says, no, I think everything went perfectly, then that's the point where the manager can start to dig down again via questions to, to well, you mentioned section A. How can we do it so that it's more in line with what the clients want? Another way is to say with the right tone, please help me understand your thinking. That's a question slash statement that I use a lot when I don't understand what someone is saying. So it gets them to keep talking and then the manager can extract from that when he he or she hears things going in the wrong direction and go, hmm, let's take a look at that. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. I like that a lot because it it, it, it that question in particular helped me understand your thinking. Um, it it implies that you think the person really did think things through, right? It's not it's not a you're not questioning intelligence, you're not questioning motives. You, you're really just digging into it. 
I'm, I'm imagining having a conversation like that and it being much easier to, to get something productive out of it face to face. Now, obviously with COVID-19, there's not an awful lot of face to face conversation happening right now in, in many parts of the world. What kind of things would you recommend to, to leaders and managers who frankly are not getting that kind of FaceTime with their staff? Is, are there little tips or tricks you might offer so that you can have productive conversations uh, and, and give effective feedback? Well, I think that's where you need to be very focused in terms of what the feedback is going to be about. Uh, not try to take on a whole project or to, for the manager to say, we just want to look at this one section of the project right now and, and be able to drill down into that because it, you can do that through Zoom and you can keep it relatively brief. And also to have, uh, whether it's a shared screen or Google Docs or whatever, to have ac- both sides to have access to the same material. So in my case, with one of my Toastmaster buddies, we sat down and I gave him feedback on, I don't know, an email or something he had written. That was very confusing. It confused him. He said, I don't know. I had to get that in there. I don't know how I, you know, I didn't know how to say it. And so he and I went through the document together and I asked the questions that as an editor of decades experience that I would ask him if we had been face to face. And that way he could also understand my thinking and hear my logic and hear how he came across because we were working through the document together. It was not, I marked it up and handed it to him and said, okay, here, go do this again. Mm-hmm. It, it was a conversation and was really designed to help him understand, this is how I, as your manager, think. And these are the questions I have when I sit down to review your work. And, you know, the, the employee can create a check sheet if they want to, so they say, oh, we know they're going to look for this. We know she's going to look for that. We know she's going to look for the other thing. And have that uh, for part of their own review before they go into a performance review. Mm-hmm. Because then it, then it gets to be objective, right? You've already set expectations. Yes. And it's not, you know, you're not picking someone apart because you've got a different preference that day. Right. right. So um, you do, I would do it in smaller segments when you have to do it via Zoom. And maybe you don't do it via Zoom. Maybe you do it over the phone. Maybe it's less painful over the phone. I prefer Zoom because then at least you get to read the body language. No, that, that's great advice. That's, you know, we, we, we do have technology that, uh, frankly, is, is fantastic, low cost. Um, and no, it, it won't necessarily replace sitting across the table from someone, but um, it's, it's much better than nothing. So, I, yeah, I really do. I appreciate that. One thing that has occurred to me through our conversation here is is we've kind of uh, certainly I have set a bit of a tone like like feedback is negative right that there's a problem that needs to be solved and and it occurs to me that that's not that's not necessarily true right feedback to reinforce positive behavior is uh, and to my way of thinking at least as important if not more um, is there anything anything different about delivering positive feedback that people need to be aware of or, or that there are common mistakes that people overlook? For the people out there who always get positive feedback, everything you're doing is great. Just keep it up. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Well, that's great. That, you know, that's wonderful. Thank you very much. But people don't learn from that. And so even if the person has done great work, you can still, the manager and the employee can still have that conversation where it's like, wow, I really like what you did here. I think you did a great job handling this particular problem, situation, whatever. Help me, again, help me understand your thinking that went into that. And that's why I love that phrase, because even when it's good stuff, you can help, you can dig down into um, why an employee chose to approach the problem the way they did. You can get some insight into their thinking ability. And the only way you can get that insight is to ask them the questions. Right. It's, it seems to me one of your core core messages here is is being specific is really important, no matter no matter what the feedback. Right. None of us have time. Feedback is never fun. You, you never hear a manager go, oh, yay, performance review time. And so let's make the process as simple as we can. And that's why I had developed a focused feedback process that I will put up on the website that has forms in it. So here's a form for the manager to fill out ahead of time. And here's a form for the employee to fill out ahead of time. They're short, they're focused. I call it feedback in 15. And if they do their thinking before they come to the table, then it it goes quickly. It goes well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're not sitting there putting somebody through pain minutes. Um, So that's, you know, that's what I'm trying to do with my clients is get them, hey, use this. Just test it out and see if it works, if it makes it less painful for both sides. Yeah, that's great. Uh, even just the idea um, of, of being able to deliver effective, helpful feedback in 15 minutes is, is very exciting to me. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm one of those managers right now in the throes of the end of year process, yeah. right? Where, right. where um, uh, feedback is being generated for all my staff and I'm, uh, and I'm blocking hours and hours of my next week toward that end. So the idea that uh, there, there could be a tool that you could exercise and, and have a 15 minute conversation is very <laughs> exciting. So I'll, I'll absolutely be putting a, a link in the show notes to that. So anyone interested, they can definitely uh, come, come to the show notes. Um, that, that's really, really great stuff. Uh, listen, you, you've mentioned the tool here. If, if people are interested, Pam, in, uh, in your work or, or looking to do even more in terms of developing uh, skills like feedback, where can they go? What, uh, what would you recommend they do? Well, mentorloft.com is my website. So, you know, that's a good place to start. The blog is written to help people grow. Um, I mentioned Toastmasters earlier. It is a phenomenal organization and they, they, they help people get over so many things like fear of speaking or how to give feedback because every speaker gets feedback. They can also go to the, to the mentorloft.com website and, and look under uh, resources. And there's a quiz there to find out how well they give feedback. You can actually get a score and it will give you corrective information and ideas on how to do it better. 
I really appreciate you uh, you sharing that with us today, Pam. Uh, it's been a fantastic conversation. R- really looking forward to chatting with you again soon. Okay, thanks so much, Pat, and um, good luck with those performance reviews. Thanks again, Pam, for the incredible conversation. I know I personally learned an awful lot, and I've already started using some of the advice that you've given me in my own practice. So uh, very, very helpful stuff there. Pam and I discussed a couple things during the episode. One was a quiz on our website, and the other was a free ebook. Both are, are excellent. I took the quiz, <laughs> which told me that I had an awful lot to learn about giving feedback. Uh, clearly, a lot of the things that I thought I did very well are not actually all that great. So very eye-opening. And uh, like I said, the ebook is really good too. So I've got links to both the quiz and the ebook in my show notes. All you have to do is go to engineeringandleadership.com slash episode 16, and you'll get both. So thanks once again, Pam. It was an absolute pleasure, and uh, I'm sure I'm sure we'll be chatting again soon. Up next, we've got the Engineering and Leadership Mailbag. This is the part of the show where I read your mail, comments, tweets, and messages, and answer your questions. I promise to read everything you send me, and I promise also to share my favorites right here on the podcast. First of all, this week, I'd like to congratulate my students who just completed my very first Productivity Pyramid course. I'm tremendously proud of each of you for taking action and participating so fully in the course. If you're someone who would be interested in improving your productivity, but you missed out on this first iteration of the course, no problem at all. What you can do is you can sign up for the waiting list because I will be running this uh, this course again in the future. To sign up for the waiting list, you go to engineeringandleadership.com slash productivity course and just leave your name and email. And as soon as I've got news on, uh, on when I launched again, you'll be the first to know. I also wanted to give a bit of a shout out to Tyler Watkins. You've probably heard me mention Tyler on the show before. Tyler just wrote a new book and he reached out to uh, to let me know about it called Becoming the Modern Day Stoic, A Complete Guide to Gaining Discipline, Presence and Freedom Through Progressive Stoic Training. Very, very cool. I know a little bit about stoicism and the stoics through, through discussions that I've had with Tyler. I've already purchased my copy of the book. I'm very excited to read that. So again, I'll have a link uh, a link to that in the show notes. And finally, I also wanted to give a shout out to uh, Luis, who's the uh, the host of a really cool podcast called Engineering Our Future. And uh, I, Luis invited me to be a guest on his show. And uh, very very cool guy doing some really interesting work. Uh, really helps uh, younger younger professionals, especially on uh, on becoming leaders and, and, and productivity tips. Really great stuff. So do check out his podcast. I'll have a link in the show notes. Uh, that episode that I will be on probably won't come out until the new year, but when it does, I promise to share that. Quick reminder that if you'd like to be on the show, hear your voice right here in the podcast, you can do that. You can leave me a voicemail at engineeringandleadership.com slash contact. There's a button there, very easy to, to use. Let me know what you thought of today's show, or if you have questions or comments, ideas, uh, maybe something you didn't like or disagreed with. I love hearing all of it. So again, just go to engineeringandleadership.com slash contact. Contact. 
that, my friends, is all the time we have for the show today. If you enjoyed the show, please do hit the subscribe button and uh, leave an honest review. I'd love to know what you think of the show, what you think can be improved. Honest reviews really do help me make things better and help other people find the show as well. If you want to get any of the links or resources that I talked about, there was that ebook, uh, the book from Tyler Watkins, that quiz from Pam. All of that's in the show notes. Again, just go to engineeringandleadership.com slash episode 16, and you get links to everything we just mentioned. Until next time, this is Pat Sweet reminding you that if you're going to be anything, be excellent. You've been listening to the Engineering and Leadership Podcast with Pat Sweet. If you'd like to learn more, go to engineeringandleadership.com where you'll find more free articles, podcasts, and downloads to help engineers thrive. That's engineeringandleadership.com.